We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Hey friends, welcome back to The Common Good here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. My name is Brian Fromm. It's so good to have you with us today. Uh, and I am thrilled to be joined by Adam Holtz. Adam is the director of Plugged In, which is uh, an arm or a ministry of focus on the family. He's the director of culture and media focus on the family. Adam, how are you doing today? Brian, I'm great. How are you? Doing really good. Doing really well. Glad to have you with us. We're going to keep you for extra long today because we want to eventually get to the Academy Award nominations, particularly got kids. So I want to watch some movies. What's good. But I want to spend the first part of our time, at least talking about screen time. Uh, You've got you've done some work on on a screen detox. And I just read uh, you sent us over some stuff. And I couldn't believe this stat, that the average time people in the United States look at a screen each day is over seven hours. Uh, so first of all, after I get beyond kind of the amazement of that, uh, and before we get to a detox, what's the result of being on the screen so long, so much? Well, I think at the most basic level, we need to talk about what's going on with brain chemistry, that mm-hmm. when we interact with a screen all the time. There may be behavioral things and it may be affecting our beliefs, but it's actually affecting our biology. Uh, There's a little chemical in our brain that's pretty important, a neurotransmitter called dopamine. And dopamine is is like we can, I'm I'm shortening it up a little bit, but in layman's terms, it's sort of like the, the thing that's released in our brain when we experience something pleasurable. Uh, And dopamine is released in anticipation of doing that. So when you pick up your phone, whatever you interact with on your phone, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, social media, news, you know, if you're my wife, you're watching Corgi videos on Instagram, um, whatever you (laughs) your brain is kind of like a kid who sees his parent coming toward him with a piece of candy. It's like, oh, this is going to be can't wait for this. And yeah. actually, our brains get habituated to wanting that little burst of dopamine. And so there really is an addictive quality to screen time because our brains, and I, the other thing I would liken it to is it's kind of like cotton candy, right? And mm. a little bit of cotton candy at the fair once a year is probably fine. But if you, it's your constant diet, um, your brain gets hooked on that. Um, And obviously there are different things that we can look at online. It's not that it's all bad, but there is something biochemical happening. In his book, The Shallows uh, by Nicholas Carr, um, he sort of looks at what do we know about how screens influence the brain. And he talks about a Chinese study in which they took a number of people who had never had screen time exposure on the internet before. They took an MRI of their brains They put them on the internet for four hours a day for two weeks and took another MRI. 
And after two weeks, their brain structure was visibly different. Stop. Wow. So I think at the most basic level, that's our starting point, that we're, mm-hmm. we're really conditioning our brains to want more of it, which is why that screen time is so much. Yeah. Yeah. And so you speak of a screen detox, which, you know, it's the beginning of the year. So this is the time we, we try to lose some weight. We try to get our arms around our screen time. We try to, whatever else it might be, uh, unpack kind of at a big view. What would a screen detox in your opinion even look like? Well, I think that the weight loss comparison is an apt one because when we're talking about screens, we're talking about an appetite. And Mm -hmm. as a dad, uh, my kids are 13, 15 and 17. I sometimes want to approach problems in an all or nothing way. And so it's like, oh, we're going to get rid of all these screens, you know, <laughs> yeah. you go to the shed and get the biggest ax. And I want to chop down the tree with one fell swoop. It doesn't work. That's mm-hmm. set up for failure. Just like if you've ever tried to lose weight or budgeting, two things that most of us hate, but we recognize yep. they pay important dividends for us in the long run. We've got to break down a screen detox into bite-sized chunks. And so at the most basic level, I think that we want to say, what's a place where we can change our family's habits Mm. in a concrete way where we can get a win, right? And it can be really simple. We can start with no phones at the dinner table or Mm -hmm. one night a week. I have a friend who does tech-free Tuesday. His kids hated it at first, but on Tuesday nights, they all put their phones away And they play games and they're together Mm. as a family. And now he says they can't wait for Tech Free Tuesday. Mm. They've replaced that sort of mindless consumption with something that's active and engaging. And I think that's one of the other things that we have to realize is that all of the companies producing content for our phones, their goal is to get us hooked. That's right. the, The algorithm, which is just a fancy word for a program, It sends us stuff that it knows we're interested in based on what we've looked at before. And so anytime you're talking about a detox, it really is that. We have to put our phones down long enough to recognize that we're kind of hooked on it. But making some of those small changes and getting wins there enables us to make a lifestyle change overall. Yeah. Uh, Something you mentioned earlier that I found interesting, how do we talk to our kids about this? How do we involve them in the converse? Cause I know if I went home, my kids are teenagers. If I went home and said, Hey, no more phones uh, on this day or the we're up for a fight, which it might be a fight worth having, but how might you be able to bring your kids along to be part of the conversation and the, whatever decisions are made? Well, I think instead of, of talking about it in terms of deprivation, like if we approach it psychologically as, we're taking this away from you because we think it's bad for you. Mm. Yeah, that's a setup for a fight. But with my kids, I have tried to approach it as, okay, so you just spent 45 minutes on TikTok. Do you feel like when you got done with that, that that was time well spent? Right? <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't think, and, and the problem with these videos, especially short form video, and we pick on TikTok, but Pick your platform. It's on right. Facebook. It's on Instagram. It's on YouTube. It's on, it's on all of them. They all suck you in, and you never just watch one video. Mm-hmm. You, know, you look up, and thirty-five minutes has gone by, and it's not even that you're necessarily looking at something that is particularly problematic, but it's all that cotton candy again. And so, yes, we've tried to ask the question: How can we spend our time in a way that 
we're we're being intentional for one thing, but we're investing that time. And so, yeah. you know, what can we swap it out for? So we have tried to have reading nights and at different times we even had reading challenges in the summer, mm. you know, to sweeten the pot every hundred pages you read, we're going to give you a buck or two bucks. And, you know, is paying kids to read a parental principle you should, you know, emulate? Maybe, maybe not, but, <laughs> uh, but it's also about motivation. You know, yeah, what right. are they getting out of it? And I think that if you give, especially by the time your kids are teens, giving them some agency um, is helpful and also inviting them to tell you the harsh truth. Yeah. How, how do you see me as a parent interacting with my screens? How does that make you feel? What changes do I need to make? Then it's a two-way street because, frankly, right. most parents don't have this any more under control than their kids do. So no, That's yeah, always the hard part for me. Yeah. That's always the hard part for me. I'm like, I would really like my kids to be less on their phone, but then I need to be less on my phone. <laughs> and that's, that becomes the difficulty. Uh, here, let's end this part with this. Someone goes, okay, I love it. I hear it. What's step one? Is it, what's the easiest one? No, no phone at dinner, no phone before bed. What would you encourage people step one, like the first step? I think no phone at dinner is, is great. And, and a corollary is have dinner. Right. I mean, we're so busy. <laughs> Valid. And yes. my three kids are going three different directions, but there's a lot of research that shows just having dinner together protects against all sorts of really negative outcomes. But we're going to carve out a space where we're present with each other relationally. So I think that's a great one to start with. And there's a lot of research that shows why phones in the bedrooms are not good at night. Right. You know, notifications wake people up. Kids may be looking at things they shouldn't be. Or they may just be on TikTok till one in the morning, right? And, <laughs> yes. Um, so I think no phones at the dinner table and bringing phones out of the bedroom at night would be two really great concrete pl concrete places to start. Amen. So I'd encourage people out there, a, a screen detox to start the year. What would that look like? Baby steps. Take some baby steps and go, all right, we're going to keep Adam with us. He's also our resident movie guy through Plugged In. So just want to ask him about what are the family-friendly movies out there, particularly around the Academy Awards. We're going to try to find just some movies to watch as a family next here on The Common Good. AM 1160, hope for your life.